Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of the boring shit you need to know in business. And in this episode, my friends, it is tax time. Oh, I can hear the sighs right now, but this is the last leg you need to tie up for the last financial year that was. And what a year we had. Let's not pretend for one minute that it was easy. Even those businesses not negatively impacted by the pandemic, which shall not be named, will still have had to deal with the weight of it all whether it be an increase in sales or changes to the way they do business, it was seriously felt by all of us. Nonetheless, tax time does not escape any of us. So I thought I'd take a moment today to walk through some of the deductions that may be applicable, whether you're an employee or you run your own business. We all know that with the changes to the way we've worked recently, some of the rules and adjustments to what can be claimed may have changed also. Not many, but I thought as I reiterate the things to think of when thinking about what to claim to reduce your taxable income for the last financial year, that I'd point out any COVID-specific changes that you may be able to claim. So I'll start with the most obvious and clearly one of interest given the shift to us all who have been working from home, or even those of you that partly worked from home, this will also impact you. And that is the idea of the home office expenditure or deductions. The most important thing to note here is how you are going to capture and be consistent in your approach to these types of deductions or claims. Now, whether you have a dedicated space or whether you shared a personal space to work from home, the underlying foundations of what you will claim and how you will calculate it will remain very much the same. And that is, you can claim for any costs you incurred in running a home office. So that will include, but not be limited to, things like internet, stationery, phone, printing, any office furniture you purchased, depreciation of any computer equipment you used, heating, lighting, subscription fees to online apps like Zoom, etc. So that's what you can claim. As to how you can claim it, you've got three choices this time round of different methods of calculation that you can choose when doing so. The first is called the actual method. And as the name suggests, you would simply have all the receipts of any cost associated with running your home office. And you would then claim the actual portion that relates to the running of the office for your income producing activities. That's the key, my friends. It needs to equate to the portion for which you used the item to generate income. So if you worked from your kitchen table, you'd need to ascertain, perhaps by percentage of the house, just how much you would allocate the home office portion, which is your kitchen, and extract all the costs associated with running your home office by that percentage. However, 
If you had a receipt for an office chair, of course, the entire amount could be contributed to the chair itself used for income producing purposes because you're working from home and then you'd be able to claim that under this method etc. The second method you can use here is what we call the fixed costs method and under this calculation you're permitted to claim 52 cents per hour of work. So that's what you actually worked and you can claim 52 cents on costs such as heating, lighting, but it's it's capped at that 52 cents. It's an easier method to adopt if the space percentage hasn't been established and can be used with the actual methodology that we talked about a moment ago when it comes to clear costs like the office chair um, that we used in the previous example. So you could use that in hybrid. So for heating, lighting, those sorts of costs associated with being at home, you can claim 52 cents for every hour that you worked. However, if you do have an actual 100% expense that can be easily identified, you can use the actual method to be able to identify things like the office chair that we talked about. And finally, the newest and shall I say limited addition to this list is what is known as the shortcut method. With obvious increases in people working from home, the ATO recognized that it was important to establish a simpler system to help capture the costs that one would claim when working from home in an attempt to not only keep it simple, but easier to calculate. But it is only and can only be used for the period the 1st of March 2020 to the 30th of June 2021. You may have been made aware of this when you did your 2020 tax return because the March quarter right through to June would have been relevant for this particular method. But at the moment, there is no indication if this is going to be extended, even given the continued lockdowns. So for now, it's just for that period that I stipulated from the 1st of March 2020 to the 30th of June 2021. So in this method, you can now claim 80 cents per hour of work. And that 80 cents is designed to capture what we talked about in the fixed cost method, things like heating and lighting and all of those types of costs in your home that are relevant to working from home. Because the ATO identified that there was a larger portion of people spending more time working from home which is why it went from 52 to 80 cents. So this replaces that fixed cost method for this period that I keep talking about only, and it's simple to use. But it does come with a warning. In rounding out and taking a simpler calculation like 80 cents, and given the amount of time that we've spent at home, you may actually be doing yourself a disservice by just taking a generalized approach. The 80 cents per hour may actually equate to less than what an actualized or the actualized method may attribute to the costs of you running your business or working from home. And therefore, you may actually not be claiming enough. So be sure to think about that when you're electing which method you wanna use. 
I do also want to make the distinction, a very important distinction at this point in time between an employee and a business owner when discussing home office deductions. Please note that if you are a business owner and home is considered your place of business, you can also claim a portion of your council rates, your home insurance, your mortgage interest, or your rent. Again, the percentage of these claims for deduction will be based on the portion you determine to be that of income generating purposes, like what we talked about in terms of the home office room allocation percentage. But if you are an employee of a business and you have been working from home, you cannot claim these costs or even a portion of them. You can only claim all the other costs as mentioned previously, like internet, stationery, etc. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> the next deduction type I wanted to talk about was self-education. I know this last year, as business owners or employees, it's been so important to continue to upskill ourselves. With so many shifts to the way we're working, some of us actually didn't have a choice. And the ATO actually recognizes this, which is great. But like everything, it does come with some strict guidelines. First and foremost, the content of the course, webinar, study, conference must have sufficient connection to the work that you do or assists you in improving your skill set for the work that you do. So basically, it can't be a generic topic. But it can include areas of study such as leadership training, project management, leading change, etc. And whilst they seem generic in nature, you can attribute it and there is sufficient connection back to any role. And of course, if you've undertaken a course to improve your skills in online programs, etc., to assist your business in moving online given the circumstances, this will still constitute as development relative to the work that you do as a business owner and therefore can be a business deduction anyway. The types of costs that you can claim under self-education deductions include tuition fees, any textbooks that you may actually purchase, any subscriptions to whether it be an online program, whether it be to access any text that you need, uh, if you purchase any stationery or if there's any depreciation for the computer equipment that you're using, like your laptop or your iPad. But know that the Australian tax law does have a threshold on the first $250. So be sure to understand the rules around this or seek advice in relation to this. Whilst we are on all things office and study, remember whether you're an employee or a business owner, you can, of course, claim deductions for purchases of things like personal organizers, diaries and logbooks, income protection insurance, mobile phones, any interest that you've incurred on finance that you've had to get to purchase any work-related equipment, postage that you might have incurred, seminars, conferences, workshops that we talked about, online courses, or any tools of the trade. And remember, regardless of which method you choose to adopt, the best evidence and support to substantiate any of your claims for these deductions will always be in the form of a good old-fashioned receipt 
or logbook, of course. Specifically from a business perspective, if I can turn our attention to that now, there are lots of things that you can claim as business-related expenses. Now, these will include but not be limited to things like your website development costs, but note that these can only be claimed over a five-year period. You can also claim website hosting costs, subscriptions for online systems or apps, staffing costs, stock, purchases that you might make, postage, packaging, and the list goes on. Any of those direct business expenses that you can attribute to earning any of your income. But the biggest and most common mistake made in this area when claiming deductions is a lack of sufficient record keeping. Not having the right record keeping system in place to capture all these costs as and when they occur becomes a real problem that many business owners find themselves in. And if you don't have a robust system, it makes this time of the year, this tax time of the year, a trying time for you, along with the risk of not being able to capture or know every cost that you may have incurred to be able to claim it and therefore reduce your taxable income. I always say being prepared is the best thing you can do for yourself. Not only yourself though, in this instance, but for your accountant and most importantly, for your business results. So if you don't have a system in place, now is the time to get onto it before we get too far into the new financial year. It's only September after all. As I round off here, there are of course, all the age old deductions like travel and car usage. This may not apply to many right now, but you just never know. So quickly, on car usage, if you have been using your car for earning your assessable income, there are some costs or portion of them at least that you can claim to reduce this taxable income and therefore reduce the tax you need to pay. These costs include all running costs of the vehicle. So things like petrol, rego, insurance, maintenance, depreciation, etc. But the rule is you can only claim the usage of the vehicle from your normal workplace to an alternative workplace. If it's a normal trip from home to work, that can't be claimed. Even if you undertake minor tasks along the way home. However, and this may apply to many, especially right now, if your home is deemed your workbase, then you can claim from your home to an alternative place of work for the purpose of this deduction. But like everything, you'll need to substantiate these claims, of course. The methods that you can use to calculate this deduction include the kilometres travelled method and the logbook method. The naming convention of each method here speaks for itself. You can log the kilometres travelled in the vehicle and claim per kilometre, and there are so many amazing apps out there that can do this for you and capture that information for this purpose. So be sure to go and check them out just to keep it easy for you. And it's another record keeping process in your business. For other travel, if you were lucky enough to travel for work over this last year, you can claim all costs incurred in generating the assessable income or taxable income. So things like accommodation, airfares, meals, and any of the activities or business related activities that you undertook whilst you were on that trip. 
Once again, record keeping of these trips will be your friend. Keep an itinerary of what you did to substantiate any of the claims here. And remember, if you mixed business and pleasure on the trip, be sure to determine the business portion and claim all costs associated with that part of the trip only. For those with uniforms, and by uniforms, I mean those that are deemed as either protective, compulsory, or registered with the approved occupational clothing register, even if the piece of clothing itself isn't compulsory, if it has been registered, you can claim a $1 per washing load, yes, $1 per washing load, or 50 cents if you're throwing these clothes in with the other washing. Yes, my friends, apparently there's a difference and you should know what that difference is. But this will cover you for the costs of washing, drying and ironing any of those uniforms that were deemed under that banner of protective, compulsory or registered with the occupational clothing register. But now with COVID, you can also claim any face masks you purchased for work, hand sanitizer, soap, antibacterial sprays or antibacterial anything by the sounds of it, and gloves if you purchased them again for work purposes. Not, and there is a distinction, a face mask you're wearing for work and for personal. You can only claim the work-related portion of it. I don't mean to sound jovial about it, but it is that specific in relation to this, these types of deductions. So I just wanted to make that very clear. Be prepared that if these uniform costs or this claim that you're making for a deduction exceeds $150, just like everything, once again, you may need to substantiate them. So keep a record of when you threw your clothes in the wash with or without other loads of washing and how you came to the figure of your deduction. These are just a few that I thought I'd chat about in this episode. Hopefully you have captured these claims already. And if not, I hope the information contained here gives rise to any further deductions that you may be able to claim and reduce your taxable income. Oh, and remember, those that received JobKeeper, this is going to be included in your assessable income for the year and will need to be taken into consideration. So some of these deductions, if you haven't already looked into them, they may actually come in handy. Take that information and do with it as you will, my friends. I hope it helped. Go forth and conquer tax time. And remember, if you have any queries, always consult your accountant, bookkeeper, the ATO, you can call me to clarify any deductions and keep track of every claim that you've made and how you arrived at it or calculated it. Until next time, stay well and whatever you're doing today, I hope you make it count. And that's it guys for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business. I'm Amy Bajada and I'll see you next time.